you ever noticed how the news or even a newspaper can switch from one topic to another just in the blink of an eye? There's a program that I sometimes watch for news and in two seconds they can move from showing the most atrocious scenes from some other part of the world where some dictator is in charge to then talking about the sports results and they are there they've made that move in three seconds now, I get it they don't have lots of time but even if they did they probably still would do it and that really has to do with our sense of values or maybe lack of sense of values the thing is you can't have uh, a sense of what's right and wrong unless you know what's valuable and not valuable because otherwise you wouldn't know what to promote what to make better um, and what to avoid what to try to diminish you have to sort of know what's important and what's not important so let's talk about those things today I am Michael Stewart Robb. This is the Sanctus Forum. It's an initiative of the Sanctus Institute, uh, which is a nonprofit in uh, Europe, and I'm based here in Munich, Germany. I don't know that I've said that very much or very often, but um, that's what we do here, and we do uh, a commentary. <laughs> on a book as as uh as exciting as that is but it is a good book the uh divine conspiracy by dallas willard it's the sort of book that you should read as early as possible in your life because it's one of those books that's uh a life book and it's been a life book uh for me and if you've been watching the previous videos then you you know that um we are in the first chapter so um not much has happened so far and there is a lot to go look at that you can see the thickness here um, in this first section of the first chapter first 11 pages or so which is kind of different from the book as a whole dallas is trying to sort of set the scene and um, this section here we're reading today is merely academic and it's uh it starts with a story um um, a French novelist, Par Bourget, wrote a novel called The Disciple. I haven't read it. Maybe, maybe I should. But apparently, there is. It's about a, a sort of intellectual philosopher in in Paris who is kind of caught up in ideas and thought and and all of that. And then all of a sudden, he's called in. Um, uh, I guess they hear summoned to a criminal inquest. Um, because a person is awaiting trial for murder and this person has taken his ideas and put them into action and there's this sort of sense of like well how could a guy who is just dealing with ideas be called to account for things that really happen in the world and and Dallas's um, statement here is just it just this could have been the epitaph for the whole 
book. He says the world as well as individual events ride upon the waters of an ideational sea. So it's like what happens in our world really depends on what people are thinking and the sort of thoughts that are in other people's heads as well as even more importantly, the sorts of thoughts that are in our heads. Actually, our thoughts aren't in our heads, so I should be careful um, about that. In our minds, the thoughts in our minds. Now, the key word for this whole section, in fact, you can even draw a line there. After the first two uh, paragraphs where he's talking about uh, Paul Bourget, you can draw a line because now he's going to switch and he's going to talk about absurdity as an idea which is discussed in sort of intellectual circles on the university and but has very practical outworkings in our society um, and and for our lives so that's the idea and what he's saying is that um well let's just we'll just look at it here the absurdity of our existence now falls upon the masses of humanity through several generations of intellectual and artistic elites. What absurdity means is that there is no clarity about what's valuable and what's not valuable. Our system of values is just gone, out of whack. We can't distinguish between one important thing and another important thing. There's no basis for, for knowing those sorts of things. And uh, he, he's, he says that this is sort of um, recognized in art through the interest in the cute and the clever, which he says has some aesthetic possibilities. Um, it's, it, it's a little known fact that Dallas actually taught a class at USC on aesthetics. Um, we don't usually think him, of him as, a, as an art critic or as a philosopher of art, but he, he had a class uh, that he taught there. He loved um, teaching it and I uh, wanted to teach even more of it but um, he does kind of know what he's talking about here and um, he's going to name Picasso as sort of one of the most brilliant examples of what you can do with this but it's not long after Picasso that it fades into stuff that's really not all that all that brilliant and so now Lots and lots and lots of people can be cute and clever, and you see that on, on a on a place like Instagram, where you know just a few tools and tricks, and you can present a certain kind of world. Photoshop things in uh, Photoshop. It's interesting. Photoshop is like the Picasso tool of art. Um, yeah, don't quote me on that. I need to think about that one a little bit more. So um, he gets down here, last paragraphs, he's just talking about just regular stuff that we see. The Simpsons, um, sitcoms, soap operas, all of this is just communicating absurdity. Now, I do think there are some values in there. There's some uh, values for, for family. There's some values of, of comfort. Um, there's some value for uh, having a good time and... So there are some, um, some I don't want to say redeeming qualities, but some things that they're saying these are really important. And uh, finally, he he's talks about the bizarre selections and juxtapositions imposed 
by what is called news. And juxtaposition means two things are just sort of slammed right beside each other. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning, this idea that you go from viewing atrocities to viewing the sports results. And there's no real distinguishing between, well, what here is valuable, what's not valuable. And all of that communicates to us a sense of, well, who knows? Who knows what's, what's good and what's not good? And therefore, it's going to be rather difficult to build a basis of ethics, moral understanding in a world where we don't really know what's of value. Well, kind of uh, a deep one today. Thanks for watching. Um, thanks for liking, subscribing. You, you know the spiel. Um, go over to sanctus.institute if you haven't yet and sign up for the almost monthly newsletter. Um, and I will maybe write some. Otherwise, we will see you next time. And oh, um, if you have questions, um, send them to info at sanctus.institute, uh, especially about upcoming sections, and we'll see if we can get some answers to those. Bye.